Hey, this week's episode will cover mine and four of my friends' experiences with the coronavirus pandemic. I'm glad you're here. So I got COVID, and my whole family did too. But let me backtrack to how this happened. I've been doing online school from home this whole semester. Of course, I miss being around people and having freedoms. So my family and I decided it would be okay for me to fly to Colorado for the weekend to see one of my friends who goes to Boulder. That decision did not age well. I think my parents felt like I deserved a trip because of everything I was giving up to stay home for the semester. So I booked the flights and I read up on everything I could do to be safe and protected to lower my chances of getting COVID. And I left on Thursday. I wore a face mask and a face shield. I had hand sanitizer on the ready and Clorox wipes in a little baggie. I cleaned up every surface I knew I would touch in the airport and on the plane. It still wasn't enough. Apparently, I was infected on Thursday or Friday, most likely from the plane or airport. I'm telling you this because this virus spread so easily. I did everything I could to be safe and I still got it. I got back on Sunday and immediately quarantined in my room. I also got tested on Tuesday that week. I still had no symptoms, and we had the false hope that because I didn't have any symptoms, I didn't have it. So I broke my quarantine on Wednesday and was around my family for up to three hours at a time, probably. Absolutely another lapse in judgment. I got an email on Saturday morning. The coronavirus was detected. I was sitting across the table from my dad. He was blissfully unaware, sipping his tea. I told him, then my mom. We sat in silence for a bit. Ten minutes later, after I read the email, I got a call from a nurse. She said I was considered a super spreader and I needed to be in isolation immediately. It didn't feel real. I truly thought I got lucky and I did everything right and I didn't get it. Well, while the nurse was talking and I told her how my family has been exposed, the fear and guilt and panic set in. I gave it to them, my 13-year-old brother and my parents in their 50s. I gave it to them, it's my fault. That's what flooded in my mind immediately. My mom and dad saw the spiral I was going down and stopped me. We made this decision together for me to go and we all knew the risk. I understood that, and it's true, and they're so strong and brave for thinking that right away. Never throughout this whole process did they ever blame me for exposing them. The first week, my brother had some stomach issues, nothing too bad though. At the peak of my parents' reactions, they felt really tired and foggy, like they had colds. They felt this way around a week after their exposure, and are now almost back to normal. We've noticed that it gets worse at night. They felt ache and fatigue more or so after 6 p.m. While you're listening to this on this Friday, my family is on their second week of quarantine, the 14-day incubation period. We are very lucky. I didn't get any symptoms, really. And not everyone has this experience, and I'm so grateful that it turned out this way for us. As of today, from a quick Google search, 274,000 people have died from COVID in the United States. 
and there's a recent spike too. There was an obvious chance that my parents would have a bad reaction to being infected, and I feel like we were given a second chance because we all ended up okay. I wanted so badly to have normalcy and fun, so I went on a trip, but we were naive to think that it was in my control to get infected or not. I did everything I could think of to be safe, and I still got it. So if you're thinking about going on a trip, especially on a flight, just don't do it. Wait for some more months until things die down again. The possibility of being the reason your loved ones get sick is not worth the trip. I made a big mistake by going. And I think we are all in a time where a lot of fun things we used to be able to do are just not options right now. It's hard, absolutely. But this experience gave me a perspective that sacrifices have to be made. And making the right choice literally can mean life or death. So that's been my experience so far. I wanted to incorporate other people's experiences too. I asked four of my friends some questions about their experiences during the pandemic, like what sacrifices they've made and how it has affected them and people they know. Also, I haven't really read through them yet, so we'll all be hearing my friends recount of their experience, the way they've written it for the first time. So the story is from my friend Kendall. Uh, she's 20 years old and she goes to the University of Portland in Oregon. She hasn't gotten COVID, but she knows people who have. When COVID started in March, I got sent home to DC from studying abroad in Amsterdam. I was obviously heartbroken and honestly very angry at the situation. It was mid-semester, so I had to do finals in my childhood room on my laptop across the world. My mental health and anger resulted in really low motivation, and I'd say that the semester was my worst ever academically. During study abroad and then quarantine, I was in a long-distance relationship with my girlfriend, who was back in Portland. She really struggled with anxiety and living by herself, and quarantine put her in a really awful place. It hurt so much not being able to be there and support her. I managed to get back to Portland for the summer, but our relationship didn't make it and I honestly kind of blame COVID. We survived long distance by staying busy with school and having our own friends to spend time with. Without those things, she didn't know how to manage her anxiety on her own, which is something she's learning how to do now. I've gained weight over this COVID year. Not that an outside person would notice, but I did go up a pant size. I know most people probably gained a little weight throughout all of this just because the stress and our bodies trying to protect themselves but it seems like a personal failure not to fit in my old jeans. Even though I barely leave the house, being in Portland gives me space to feel like an adult, to feed myself, have my own workspace, work myself through depressive episodes. I'm so grateful that I have this space and that my roommates are my best friends. Living together through this has definitely made me closer with my two roommates. There are lots of wine therapy sessions and space to cry when needed. Because college party culture still exists, We've had to cut off contact with a lot of our friends. I miss my friends, but their choices in terms of not taking COVID as seriously as I would want them to makes me not feel safe around them. One of the girls in my house was really struggling with the COVID rules that we set. She would go eat out at restaurants and purposely not tell us, go to parties with her friends, and even an unmasked gender reveal party, which really broke our trust with her, so we had to ask her to leave. At first, COVID numbers made me incredibly sad, and I could only think about all the families who were losing family members. 
I'm angry at people who can't do something as simple as wear a mask. I'm angry at people who don't think eating at restaurants puts so many people, including the exhausted staff, at serious risk. I'm angry that we've been in this leeway for so long and I've lost a year of my life to an unavoidable virus. That sadness is now just anger. This next story is from one of my best friends, Jenna. She's 19 years old and goes to Salisbury University, same school I go to. Thankfully, I haven't gotten the coronavirus. Thankfully, I haven't gotten COVID, but both my roommates did. So in the few days I lived with them before I left our apartment to reduce exposure, I stayed in my room with the window open and only came out to get food. When I would, I would wear a mask and disinfect everything. My experience was not so great. My mom was super strict, and while I understood how important it was to stay safe, the rules were not sustainable. I felt trapped, frustrated, and really sad. I tried to talk to my parents about enforcing different rules that would keep everyone safe, but with no luck. After a few months, I decided to live with my boyfriend. This way, I could stay safe while having a fun summer. I read the news often, and it was depressing seeing the number of cases and the death toll increase as our government failed to act accordingly. My overall experience wasn't all bad, though. I was able to spend time with my family and work out every day. I even started running for the first time and continue it today. I didn't think I'd like it, but quarantine gave me a great opportunity to try new things. I have had to make sacrifices to avoid the chance of me and others getting sick. My roommates often will go out and hang out with 15 or more people in a cramped basement. The idea of that makes me feel so unsafe, so I often spend Saturday nights alone in my apartment doing homework or watching a movie. I gave up my social life and the opportunity to meet new people in order to stay safe and not spread the virus to others. I went to a party once with my roommates because I heard that it would just be them and some of my teammates. But when I showed up, there were 20 or more people. So I walked right out the door and called the lift. It was hard to resist peer pressure and stay at the party, but ultimately it was too many people and I didn't want to risk getting myself and others sick. I visit my boyfriend every so often and I didn't want to risk getting him and his family sick for a fun Saturday night. I know quite a few people who have gotten COVID but not many who have had bad reaction that need hospitalization. One of my friends had such a bad fever that he considered going to the hospital, which was scary because he's 19 just like me. Some other people I know still can't taste, and they say they often catch whiffs of smells like rotten eggs or a dumpster. Some of my teammates had difficulty returning to practice afterwards because it was harder for them to breathe. Jenna also adds, I got a trial vaccine through AstraZeneca on November 30th. It involved three hours of paperwork, medical history questions, a COVID test, blood work, and finally the vaccine. I felt achy and cold the next day, which is a common side effect of the vaccine, which is relieving because it meant I got the vaccine and not the placebo. That being said, though, I will continue to socially distance, wear a mask, and avoid large gatherings. It's promising to see the progress that scientists have made on a COVID vaccine in less than one year. This next story is from my friend Seamus. He's a sophomore studying business at Cal Poly. My dad and sister were the first people I knew to get COVID. We didn't know my sister had it at the time because she was asymptomatic. My dad, on the other hand, was very sick. My dad was already showing symptoms when I was on my way home from school, so my parents decided to get me my own apartment. For days we worried about my dad, but eventually he started getting better. My family had just downsized from a large three-story home to a three-bedroom apartment. 
My parents are both teachers, and my dad never missed a class during his COVID scare. My mom turned my room into her virtual classroom while my dad was quarantining, and I was on the floor below in one bedroom apartment. We decided to prolong my stay downstairs until it became permanent. It wasn't full in isolation because I would have family dinners upstairs every night, and often we would play games after. However, it was a lot of alone time. I improved my cooking skills a bit, listened to a lot of podcasts, read a couple books for the first time, and got really into solo hiking. I would go on 15-mile hikes where I would often go miles without seeing anyone. During these times, I would take out my headphones and be alone with my thoughts. This seemed to be a common theme during those months. It's where I think I benefited most. Whether I was solo hiking, laying on the couch, staring at the ceiling, or late night, wine night on my balcony by myself, I was always left with the opportunity to think. I became more confident with myself, who I was becoming in the process of getting there. Although it's not something I wish upon ourselves, I think everyone can benefit from some isolation and reflecting. This last story is from my friend Ellie. She's 19 and goes to University of South Carolina. I've gotten COVID. My roommate got it and stayed in our apartment for two weeks. We were both isolated in our own rooms. Except I got it on the last day of quarantine, then I ended up going into quarantine for double. So I was in quarantine for an entire month. I got COVID one of the first weeks in September. I was basically asymptomatic. So it felt very weird and confusing to be completely isolated for an entire month when I felt nothing was physically wrong. I felt very alone, as many did, and it was very upsetting for me, someone who typically surrounds herself with people. I think it gave me a lot of time to reflect, and my grades were great considering I had nothing else to do. It was good to spend that time with myself, but I think that it was too long of a time because I would sometimes just overthink everything. It was really hard to be separated from my friends. Many people from South Carolina have been notorious for ignoring COVID guidelines. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't take advantage of my antibodies despite knowing so little about how long those exactly last. So far, people have said three months or so. Something that was really important to me was to have fun and take advantage of college as much as I could. But when it came to traveling to see someone or coming back to see my family, I tried to quarantine as much as I could to protect people who could have more harmful effects of the virus. None of my friends have had bad reactions, but my mom's friend had COVID and severe symptoms for about three months straight, which was very scary. Luckily, she is feeling better now, but I simply cannot imagine being in that kind of pain and seclusion for that long. I feel really lucky to be at an age and have the capacity to handle COVID and maintain my health. So it just feels really important to me to be careful around my friends who are compromised and around family and people who have predisposition to not be as lucky as I am. I think it's interesting to hear different people's experiences during this shared struggle. Although all these stories are different, I want to add that all four of these people are my age, in school, and are white. These factors definitely have an influence on our experiences, and that is important to keep in mind. I think something that connects everyone in a time like this is the fact that we don't know what the future really looks like. This is where taking care of ourselves and forgiving ourselves becomes essential. This abundance of time alone with ourselves is hard, but it can also be an opportunity to connect with yourself and do things you haven't been able to do before. A major event like a global pandemic also gives us clarity on what's really important, like family and friends and being happy. We are not immortal, 
and we are all connected through our humanity. It's okay to mess up and apologize and gain weight and lose weight and go out of your comfort zone and stay deep in your comfort zone. No one can tell you that the way you're dealing with the harsh realities of this time in history right now is wrong, as long as you're not hurting anyone. We are all in this together, and we will get out of this together. Stay safe. Mwah.